Hi, friends, and welcome to Believe Like a Boss. I'm your host, Life Coach Nandi Camille. Join me as I teach you how to smash your goals and expand the possibility of your life through mindset management, spiritual alignment, and authentic action. I'll teach you how to create what I like to call a life of thrive with ease and authenticity. It's time to play with what's possible. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 17 of Believe Like a Boss. I'm so excited to have you guys here. It has been fantastic over here at the Fambro Schlosser household. That's my actual last name. Sometimes people ask me if Camille is my last name. It is not. It's my middle name. Um, My, I guess, maiden name. I'm not married yet. My future maiden name, my current last name (laughs) is Fambro. Um, And then Tyler's last name, my future last name is going to be Schlosser. And so I started to build my business. Um, It was around the same time we got engaged. So I didn't want to put my last name because I knew it was going to change. And nobody, not that nobody can say Schlosser. Schlosser. See, I can barely say my last name. It's tricky. It's a hard last name. It's German. Um, So Nandi Camille is my first and my middle name. Um, But today, I just I wanted to talk about... I was like, wait, what was I talking about that for? Guys, I have ADHD in case you did not know. Yes, I'm a very effective life coach and I have ADHD. (laughs) It's possible. I'm sure there are lots of coaches with ADHD. See, did you just see how squiggly this conversation just got? This is why I normally have notes and this is what happens when I don't have notes because today I wanted to dive into my life coaching story, my background, um, how I became a life coach, my thoughts on coaching, just kind of wanted to see where it went today. I normally do have a script and we go into a topic and we dive deep, but today I kind of just wanted to share a little bit about myself with you guys, have a little bit of story time. Um, we've been, that's where I started with the like the Fambo Schlosser household. We've been running around over here. Um, our anniversary, our five-year anniversary was just this past weekend. I had the opportunity to do my first keynote uh, speaking uh, event the, for the Fuel Your Influence Conference. Uh, this week, he turns 30, and I'm speaking in Denver Startup Week. So we've been running around a lot lately, which is cool. It's all been great stuff. We're just so blessed to you know be together another year. And that's not to say that it's been a, a perfect year, but we've learned so much about each other and ourselves. I am just so grateful to have him by my side five years later. Um, this is our last anniversary unmarried. This is my last anniversary as a fan bro. Um, so that was exciting too. It's a big year, him turning 30. That's a big deal. Um, so we've been just talking about a lot of things, doing a lot of things. These two speaking gigs are gigantic for me because I started my business about two years ago. And that was one of the goals for me was being able to speak. So all of that to say that because so much has been going on, I really just wanted to slow down on the podcast for me <laughs> and share a little bit about myself. So when people ask me, if you've been to my website, it's actually on my website, my backstory. I was first semi-introduced to life coaching on a ropes challenge course back in Boca Raton, Florida. So I went to school at Florida Atlantic University. It's in Boca. Um, My Floridians know exactly where that is. If you're not from Florida, that's about an hour north of Miami. So I was in South Florida. That's where I went to school. And when I got there, I needed a job. So I went to the rec center. And they're like, hey, who likes to be outside? Of course, you know, at the rec center, you can be a lifeguard. You can do the ropes course. You can, I don't know, be a group fitness instructor. You can work the front desk. There's so many things you can do. And honestly, y'all, I was doing at least six of those positions by the time I graduated college. 
But when I went to this first meeting, they were like, hey, who likes to be outside? I was like, I like to be outside. I love to be outside. If you go to my Instagram, a lot of my pictures are outside. <laughs> I love being outside. It's one of the things that draws me to Colorado. We get 300 days of sunshine. And so I was like, absolutely. And so I ended up training to become first a belay master. My ropes people know what that means. That's the person that sends you up and down the rock wall. And then after that, I became a ropes course facilitator. So still a belay master, still sending people up and down the wall. But as a facilitator, I then started to work on the ropes challenge course. So for those of you who don't know, a rope challenge course are those big, like wooden playgrounds where you are tied to a rope, you wear helmets, you traverse across elements that are about 25 feet in the air, approximately. Um, and that's what it was. So when we did it at the at my university, when you go to a ropes course, often it's for like leadership training. Um, we do it a lot of halfway homes, so homes that housed people who were dealing with substance abuse, um, from teenagers to adults. We also had like Jamba Juice Wick came in once, uh, ESPN executives came in once. We had the president from the school come in. We had all sorts of backgrounds. He had like a hundred kids from the YMCA. So I was seeing all sorts of different backgrounds. And the reason why this was my first exposure to coaching was because I, started to teach people communication skills. I started to teach groups leadership skills. So when they would come to the ropes course, they'd be like, hey, I have a group of 10 from this halfway house. These are teenagers dealing with substance abuse and we're really working on their communication skills, really helping them to own their own voice, really helping them to um, express themselves. So that would be the focus of it. And so I bring this group and so it would be me and another facilitator and we would take them through the day starting with on the ground. We'd call them on the ground initiatives. And it would be a game um, more high level than icebreakers. For example, I'd tie a bunch of ropes together and there would be one rope that would go through all of the ropes. And as a team that was called group consensus, that was that activity, they would have to come to a consensus as to which rope was the one that was tied to the rest of the rope. There was only one that was the links to both. But you couldn't tell because I would scramble them on the ground. And Honestly, the point wasn't to figure out which rope it was. It was to really help to cultivate great communication skills between the group for them to listen to each other and reason with each other. I think it's this rope because I think it's this rope because and really the objective was to come to a group consensus at the end where everybody felt heard and understood. So we would do things like that on the ground and then in the air is when I would send participants up 25 feet in the air and we did things like Jacob's Ladder where two people would have to hoist each other up this gigantic ladder literally (laughs) Um, or or things like, uh, it wasn't called trust jump, leap of faith, where they would have to jump straight up off of a 25-foot pole, and I was on the other end of it making sure they did not fall to their death, right? I was making sure that they that their rope was tight enough. So that's what I did, and that was my first exposure to coaching for me because I was helping people think about what their thoughts were. I was helping people articulate their needs. I was helping people bolster their leadership skills. That's what we did with Jamba Juice. They brought in all of the new, I think it was managers throughout the entire state and was said they need to, you know, work together as a team. And we really want them to help 
bolster their leadership skills and what that meant is communication, right? So how, helping them to articulate their needs, helping them to speak up, stuff like group consensus would be a, a great activity for them because it gave them the opportunity to each use their voice. And so then after each thing, we would debrief and I would ask them, okay, how did you feel about that activity? Where did you feel like you grew in that activity? Where like I started asking these questions and it was one of the first jobs that I absolutely loved the only other job that I loved that much was babysitting, which is why I was getting my degree in education at the time. I knew that I loved kids. And so here I am. I'm getting my degree in education. I'm working on this ropes course. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. Guys, I worked there for four years. And so I started my freshman year of college as a belay master. By my fourth year, I was the ropes challenge course manager. So then I was doing all the forms for everybody that would come in. I was on the phone with them. Hey, what's your group about? What are your needs? How big is it? All sorts of stuff. I did the planning. I would then schedule which facilitators would be there for the projects. I would schedule myself for the ones that I really wanted to do, right? And I would listen to, that's what really honed in my leadership skills. Then at that point, I knew that I really liked being a leader. I knew that I liked being in charge of a team because then I would have to work with schedules and work with people. And so that really spoke to my entrepreneurial spirit. I liked being in charge. So I think that those two things go hand in hand. For those of you that are listening and you're thinking about being a life coach or you're thinking about starting a business, Life coaching in particular, I think that it draws, for me, draws people who are really heart-centered, want to listen, want to help, want to heal. Um, But I think also what's important is that entrepreneurial piece, right? If you want to be a life coach and you want to, I mean, you could work for somebody. That's also an option. But for me, it really woke up this entrepreneurial piece in me um, that has been so important to running my business. So fast forward to when I graduated, I was so sad. I did not want to leave. I loved that job. I graduated with my degree in education, and so I started, I was a preschool teacher, and um, I started writing a wellness blog. At this point, I've moved to Colorado, and I've met Tyler. We met on a dating app, and he's actually the reason that I ended up moving to Colorado. So little side note backstory, I graduated but didn't want to walk um, in my graduation. I asked my grandparents to fly me out to Colorado. They've been here my entire life. So they flew me out. I was out here for a two-week trip. I got on Plenty of Fish, the dating app. And met Tyler. We talked online for two weeks, met in person. I extended my trip another two weeks and then was starting to fall for him at that point and said, if I can get a job. And of course, I had to like ask my grandparents, hey, can I stay longer? I'd graduated college. I didn't have a job lined up. I was like, whatever. You know, I like this dude. Colorado is beautiful. Let's do this thing. And so I said, if I can get a job, I will stay. And so prior to being a preschool teacher, I was a um, my gym children's fitness instructor. So like a gym teacher. <laughs> um, so that's how I ended up in Colorado. So now fast forward, I'm a preschool teacher and I'm writing a wellness blog because I just loved what I did on the ropes course so much. I just loved talking about communication. I loved being the idea of being your best self. Meanwhile, while I was in college, my parents got divorced. I went through the worst breakup I'd ever like probably the only breakup that ever mattered, right? The big one. And so all of that happened at once. And I found myself really wanting to figure out how to be happy again. So that's, these things all happened in tandem. It's just beautiful. Like when I reflect on the story, all of these moving parts that are all so important to my story, my parents getting divorced, me going through that breakup, finding the ropes course. So I'm in Colorado 
And I'm still in this healing process with my parents, with my own heart. I'm in this new relationship. I'm in a new state. And I'm just really obsessed with personal development and wellness. I'm listening to Abby Bernstein. I'm listening to Jen Sincero. I am reading all the books, right? My What book did my grandmother give me? The Alchemist. She gave me that book. So I'm getting all into all personal development, self-care. And I've written my blog for about a year. I went to the Denver Bloggers Club, Feel Your Influence, the very first year. So that's the conference, you guys, that I was the keynote speaker for this year. So I went to it the very first year when I was just blogging um, about wellness. And a year into blogging, I was like, you know what? I really want to work with women one-on-one. I want to start, you know, not only writing about feeling better, I want to talk to women about feeling better. I want to hear their story and want to help them see what they're missing just in the same way that my coach has done for me. So I had gotten a coach. Um, I haven't even gotten to that part. Okay, so I've, I went too fast, you guys. I skipped a part. I skipped a very important part. So before I even decided to start my business, I'm still writing my wellness blog. And I went to a retreat. I was working part-time for Pure Bar. Y'all cannot keep up with all my jobs. I'm a hustler, y'all. Don't worry about the jobs. <laughs> so I'm working part-time for Pure Bar. And we did an annual retreat. And at this retreat, she brought in a life coach. So I'm still teaching preschool. I'm writing my wellness blog. I'm working part-time at Pure Bar. Can you keep track? And then I met a life coach. And she became my first life coach. And is my coach. And so she was there and she did a vision board party with us. And I just remember thinking, oh my gosh, this is what I want to do. It wasn't just the vision board party. It was, we got to talk about our vision. We got to talk about all the things that were important to us, all the things that spoke to us, all the things that we were trying to create in our lives. And I just lit up. I ate it up. I was like, I thought I was in my mind. I was like the star student in that vision board party. Clearly everybody had beautiful boards that were all the same, but I was like, oh my gosh, front and center, all about it. And so that was the moment where I had, I didn't even realize life coaches were a thing. I mean, I did because of Yanla Fix My Life on the Oprah Winfrey Network. Um, that was my first exposure, but it was just on TV. I would never met one in person. And so at that retreat was when I had that light bulb moment. I was like, oh no, what? I can do this for a living. This can be my job. And so that's where it began. That's where the, the snowball started to roll down the hill Um, And so that's where I kind of started my business from there. And so I just dove into all things life coaching, um, hired her as a coach, got into um, anybody that's listening that is like, what resources did you use for life coaching? I love Brooke Castillo, um, the Life Coach School podcast. And then I also love um, Stacey Bayman. She's actually a student of Brooke Castillo, her podcast as well. I think it's called Making Money as a Life Coach. So I dove into those things. um, And I guess the rest is history, right? I just jumped right into it. I started hosting my own vision board parties. I started hosting my own events. I, I just put myself out there and I was like I want to help you how can I help you and I actually started coaching for free those are my first clients I did free clients just to get to know people get to know myself as a life coach get my feet wet um so yeah that's kind of the backstory of it all and I want to segue into why I do it and what my coaching is about because there's so many different kinds of life coaches there are so many different kinds 
that's my recommendation for anybody that's looking for a life coach. Definitely do your research. Look around. What kind of coach do you want? I had someone call me once and they're like, hey, I want help with my sex life. And so we had a conversation about it and I am uh, a mindset focused coach. So my philosophy that I follow is, and this is the same one that Stacy and Brooke Castillo follow as well. Actually, I think Brooke created it. Um, that's your thoughts create how you feel, which influence your actions, which create the results that you have in the world, right? But that the circumstances in the world are all neutral. So I coach from a mindset perspective. So this person had called me and they were like, hey, I want help with my sex life. I was like, that's fine. If you want to focus on your sex life, I recommend getting a sex coach. I... I'm a life coach. I like to focus on women in business, creative women in business. So the majority of my clients are artists um, or healers themselves, coaches. They identify as being creative and entrepreneurial. Those are the bulk of, of my women. So I dove into that. Oh, I lost my train of thought again, you guys. That's okay. Um, oh, the sex coach. So I told them to get that type of coach specifically if that's what they wanted. So I always tell people to do research. What is it that you're looking for? What are your needs? I also really, really recommend that you follow what you the energy of your body is telling you. So if you like read something on someone's website and it feels really good when you read it, but then you go and you have a call with them and you have a negative experience, either like set up a second call to see maybe they were having an off day or just trust your feeling. I really think that it's about feeling when it comes to your life coach is the person that you're going to be opening up to. It's the person that one of my favorite things about coaching, what I tell people is that I get to be the person that when I ask you, how are you, you get to tell me the truth. You don't just say fine, right? I won't accept that. That's not a thing. That's not what you're here for. That's not what you're investing in when you invest in coaching. You're here to tell me the truth. You're here to tell me what's really going on so I can hear what's going on for you so we can create together so that we can problem solve together so that I can reflect back to you what's going on in your brain and you can decide what you want to do with it. Right. If it's still a story you want to keep and hold on to. I'm also here to just simply listen and listen deeply to hear what you're saying, to hear what your wants and needs are. It's literally my job to listen. How beautiful is that? Right. So when you're looking for your coach, really like key into your body. How do you feel? Does it light you up to do you get excited? Like, did you leave that session feeling good? And that's not to say I think this is also a common misconception when you think about mental health. A coach or a therapist's job is not to make you happy. That's not our job. Our job is to help give you the tools to manage your mind. That's that's how I perceive it. I'm not going to make a blanket statement for life coaching and therapy. How The way that I coach, my job is to listen deeply and help you manage your mind. So my job is to show you what's going on in your brain, illustrate to you why that's happening because I've studied the brain or rather our ego, right? Our ego, our inner critic, the way that it shows up, of course, always to protect us. I've studied human behavior so I can tell you why you're doing what you're doing. Right. That's my job. And then to help you decide what you would like to do instead or if you'd like to continue what you're doing to help you brainstorm, to help you create clear vision and your why. Right. Because we can create vision all day long, but then we go deeper. Why is this important to you? Right. And then we get to play with your inner child. We get to do 2.0 version of you. I do so much fun work in this area, but that's the work that I do. So when you're looking for a coach, really Spend time figuring out what you want first, what it is that you're looking for, whether it's something specific like I need 
help with strategy on Instagram. There are people that are specific to that need, right? Or I have, so my clients again are women that maybe one day we're going to talk about relationship because they've gone through a breakup or a divorce or some marriage trouble. And the next week they're also entrepreneurial. So they want to focus a little bit on their business. Some sessions we do both where we start with, okay, how are you feeling? I'm feeling really tight. I'm feeling really tense. And so we spend time working with that energy, not to flood, not to like push it away, but to flush it out authentically. Some of you are listening to this. You're like, what in the world is she talking about? (laughs) And then my clients are listening and they know exactly what I'm talking about. Or if you follow me on Instagram, you know what I'm talking about. So I work to like, we'll start with how are you feeling, right? We'll spend time with the emotion so we can go from a negative space to a neutral space where we can be more expansive in our energy. We can be creative. We can be playful because when we're in a negative space, in that tight space, it's hard for us to be creative. So first and foremost, we work on loosening you up and then whatever comes up for you comes up for you. But that's why I love life coaching. That's why I'm a life coach. Right. I'm going to I have clients that we work on their business. Right. And then they're getting married. So maybe they have some thoughts about that. And we work on that or they're transitioning out of their job. So I love all of it. But it's because I attack all of it from a mindset perspective. I'm always going to ask what your thoughts are about it because your thoughts are going to create how you feel. Those feelings are going to create your actions. Those actions create the results you have in the world. Right. So as your life coach, I help you create the results you want to out in the world. But we start with your thoughts. Now, like I said, there are all sorts of coaches. And I know that I mentioned at the beginning of the of the podcast, of the show, that I was going to talk a little bit about the difference between therapy and coaching. On a very like crude, basic level, life coaching, and I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast, life coaching is very forward-focused. Life coaching is what are your goals? Where are we going? Let's set the vision, right? And what is getting in the way of your vision? Why are you setting this goal and getting stuck? What is that thought? What is the barrier that's keeping you from getting there? Let's uncover that so you can overcome it or you can move through it. Sometimes we got to move through it. We can't climb over it or go under it. We got to go through it. And I'm your guide for that, right? Because sometimes it's painful. I'm not here to promise you rainbow and sunshines. Sometimes it is painful, but you are strong. And that's what I'm here for, to help you through it, right? Whereas a therapist, just as powerful, I loved, loved, loved my therapist. She was phenomenal in helping me move through my breakup, move through my panic attacks. She helped me end my panic attacks. Fantastic. I love both. We are not competing. All of it is important. But a therapist is going to be a little bit more uh, past focused, not even focused on the past, but more so in the realm of diagnosing, of figuring out what is wrong, of figuring out what patterns happened um, throughout your life that have created the result of who you are today. They do a lot more uncovering on that side. And like I said, this is a very generic, crude definition. There are so many different kinds of therapists and there are so many different kinds of coaches. But just to give a really basic um, understanding of life coaching versus therapy. Life coaching is very forward focused and therapy can be more past focused. So that is my backstory, you guys. What I do as a coach, and even that, I feel like I could talk for another like hour and a half about what I do as a coach, all the different types of techniques that I use with my clients from like some, I'm starting, I wouldn't call it breath work, but I'm starting to do some meditative practices with um, some of my clients, which has been really great too, to help just calm the body, tap into the body, teaching them how to scan their bodies. Um, we're learning about mindset, abundance mindset, done energy, like all of this stuff. Y'all, I could talk forever, but that's why I have the podcast because I'm going to continue to unpack all of this stuff as we go, right? So that 
coaching can be accessible so that you can apply these things to your life. It is a podcast that changed my life, right? That I got to listen to, that I learned concepts from, that really helped me change the way that I approached my life and that really helped me to become a better life coach. So I want to do the same. I want to offer you guys tools that'll help you to manage your mind, to see what's going on in your brain so that you can live your best life and actually know what that means for you, not for the world, but for you. But today I just wanted to share my story, share my background. Um, I am certified, you guys. I didn't get certified immediately. And I honestly, for me, that's not even that important. (laughs) Maybe it is for some people. I am certified. Um, And I also get to coach for a brand or a platform called Halo Loop. Um, so there's a lot to my story, but I just wanted to give you guys the basics, the background, why it is I do what I do. I get a fun story too. I just love that my background's in a ropes course. I just think it's unique and it's fun and it's different. Um, and there's so much, I think about my childhood now, y'all, and some podcasts go for like an hour and a half, 45 minutes, but I like to keep it short and sweet for y'all. So we will unpack the rest of that on another day. I hope you're doing so well. Take care of yourself this week. Make sure you're watching your brain, always watching them thoughts, noticing when your ego is present. That's when that dissonance, that itchiness shows up in your body. Be with it. Be present. You got this. You're always being divinely guided. You got this. All right, my friends, I'll see you next week. Hi, friend. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy this podcast, I would love if you would like, share, subscribe, share this with your friends, your family, your girlfriends. I would love for you to come and join me in Queen and Spirit. If you're interested in one-on-one coaching or just curious about learning more, head over to nandicamille.com.